Ah, there you go, kids. Welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. Cracking a beer for all you blue-collar men and women out there as we approach this Labor Day weekend. We're recording here on September 1st. This will drop on the 4th of Labor Day weekend, which we're all working for the weekend and looking for the secret to our success in this life. <laughs> yes, yes. We're trying to fit as many 80s songs into songs, our movies, Labor Day edition as can. possible. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I am the maestro Kevin Crane, and that is my <laughs> beer, so... <laughs> I'll try not to get sloppy on you here. <laughs> Don't you get too sloppy this weekend. No drinking and driving. Don't do it. You're going to drink. Stay home. Be safe. Yep. You got college football, and we're going to give you a little bit of, of help in terms of, well, unfortunately, this week, mostly stuff to stay away from. Yes. Um, but, of course, the big Marvel movies coming out this week, Shang-Chi. So maybe you guys can go out and check that out. We're going to start off with rock and roll with our music segment. This is going to be kind of an odd episode because, as I've promised on our Sports Frenzy regular sports edition earlier, I am going into an epic meltdown here coming up in segment three. Yep. I'm tying dumbasses in with just my, I am done with Hollywood. I am done with their insults. I am done with their condescension. I'm going to sum it all up. With help from my best friend, my brother from another mother, the Conquistador. But first, <clears throat> let's talk about some good stuff. Let's talk about some rock and roll. Unfortunately, There's we start off with bad news. <laughs> you know, we start off with pandemic, COVID delays no! for tours. No. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons both get COVID. Yep. So the KISS farewell tour that will not end gets, will not end gets dragged out a little bit longer. We were lucky enough to see them at the beginning. Yeah, one of the first couple shows. Yes. So the way things are going, you know, if they keep pushing dates back and setting up new dates, you know, we might end up going to see them at the tail end of the farewell tour <laughs> it as could well. Very well happen. My boys would love to do that. Yep, I could see that happening. So. Um, of course, personally affecting us is the fact that the Doobie Brothers, who we have got tickets to go see here coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, they've pushed back a few dates here, and fingers crossed, they're supposed to start up three days before our show. Right. They're supposed to get back on the road. They very, they're being very coy, very mysterious about this and kudos to our bud, the big blue W Bill Lazowski, one of our panel members on our regular sports frenzy podcast, which you can check out every Wednesday night or Thursday morning, depending on what we feel like doing in terms of posting it. Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, all over the place. Check it out. Just like this one. Only more meltdowns. <laughs> um, he got to see the Doobie Brothers the night before the shit hit the fan. He is such Ugh. a lucky bastard. Because the, the day after he saw them, 
Michael McDonald did not perform with them hmm. due to an undisclosed illness, and they still will not confirm or deny whether yeah. he has COVID. But then they turned around and postponed four shows, saying that somebody in their entourage has tested positive. So as Dave said, we've got about a three-day buffer where everybody, McDonald, the band, everybody's supposed to be back together, ready to rock and roll, with a couple days to spare to avoid breaking our hearts again. Because keep in mind, kids. We were supposed to have seen them last year. Yeah. When the tour started here about two weeks ago, it had been 600 days plus from when the shows were announced (laughs) to when the tour actually started. Think about that. Over 600 days between the announcement of the tour and the actual start of the tour. Crazy. Insane. So, again, hopefully, fingers crossed, please say a rock and roll prayer for us. We do want to see them. We do want to see them with Michael McDonald at full strength. Yes. So and, hopefully, and these next couple of weeks are critical to our concert going. Yes, very critical. We've got three massive major shows coming up, including two that I will literally be heartbroken. Yes, I will say that because it makes me sound like a wussy. Well, I will we, be we, heartbroken. We've got three, but Mrs. C and I have a fourth oh, that's in right. there as well. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's a big and that'll run. Hurt, that'll hurt her if she doesn't get to see the struts. That's right. I know that'll devastate her. Um, and the boys will go apocalyptic if we don't get to see the priest. Yeah, so, yeah, fingers crossed here over the next two, two and a half weeks for us on the concert front. There's a lull there after that, so then COVID can run its course, and then we'll start back up again in November. Yes, I think I mentioned this before, still sticking with the Doobie Brothers. They do have a new album coming out, October the 1st, Liberté. Liberté. Sounds like Cartman. You respect my Liberté. Yeah, it sounds like Cartman is is the guy running their (laughs) A&R and naming their albums. But yeah, it's L-I-B-E-R-T-E with a little accent on it. So how would you say that? I would say Liberté. Liberté. I've heard a couple songs off of it. It sounds okay. Um, hopefully, when we'll the get... full thing's out, we'll give you a review on yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we might. There's a chance we could get free copies because when we initially got these tickets for this tour, almost two freaking years ago, they said they were going to give us free copies of a planned live album. Ah. based on the tour. So now, since they've had time to actually put together a new studio album, maybe we'll get free copies of that instead. I would much prefer that. And that's what Jimmy Buffett did for his last tour. Yeah. Now, he got postponed, but he was gracious enough to send out copies of his new album, or back then, new album, Life on the Flip Side, right before the tour started and then of course it got postponed yeah but that gave us plenty a of time year to listen to, to listen the album to it and enjoy it and be ready because he played a few off of it yep so 
fingers crossed on many fronts with the Doobie Brothers. Yes. Ugh. I love Chris Isaac. I know he's not everybody's taste. A little bit bluesy, a little bit too Elvis ripoff for some people. I love him. He's good. I remember watching the Chris Isaac show on Showtime way, way back in the day. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, which you cannot find anywhere. Good Anybody Lord. out there who knows where I can see, find, or buy the Chris Isaac show, send us a message, please. I loved it. It was funnier than hell. It was great. It was all not quite as good as Bizarre. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Chris Isaac has released... His pandemic song, the pandemic blues, subtitled I Can't Take It. Well, well, and, well titled. And it has got, well, not as much rage as I can muster, but <laughs> this song has probably got about as much rage as Chris Isaac can muster because he's a, seems like he's a genuinely he's nice Mr. guy. Mello. He's a nice guy. He seems like he really is. Um, the Stones tour, I think we mentioned last week, if we didn't, they will continue to tour without Charlie Watts. They are releasing a ton of tracks, unreleased tracks, I think, from the Tattoo You sessions. Interesting. A new song I did listen to. I want to listen to it a couple more times. Maybe we can review it next week. Uh, title makes it sound like a wussy song, but I actually, on first listen, was very impressed with it. It's called Living in the Heart of Love. So maybe we might have a song review for you next week. And I, by the way, I want to give props and kudos to the Conquistador for last week. For him what? Wait, picking up. Say that one more time. Nothing. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> no compliments coming your way. No. Very astute of you, very cool that you picked up on the songs I've been mentioning over the previous couple podcasts, and you listened to them and got your reviews in on them, so we're going to keep doing that. Speaking of which, before we get to our unique album review, did you get to listen to the, I know you said you listened to the first Iron Maiden release, The Writing on the Wall. Did you have enough time to listen to Stratego? I did. I listened to both Writing on the Wall and Stratego. Okay. What are the Conquistador's impressions? We will start with the first one, Writing on the Wall. Kind of took me by surprise when it started. It had that mellow country riff feel going on, which is like, really? Iron Maiden? Country sounding, interesting. Um, it got going pretty good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't phenomenal, but uh, it was enjoyable. I'll give it two and a half. Now, what about Stratego? Stratego. This one, I kind of felt like Iron Maiden meets Sticks, kind of with the feel it had to it. So... I enjoyed I thought it was more solid. It was kind of an upbeat little tune. Uh, but again, I'll give it a two and a half. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I did listen to Stratego 
multiple times this past week. I haven't listened to Writing on the Wall in a while since it first came out. Um, and of course, the album, as we tape here on the 1st of September, the album Senjutsu, the new Iron Maiden, will be out this Friday the 3rd, double album. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just... It, it's How do I put this? It's like I, they're trying to do something different. I don't know. It seems like it's a combination of things. It seems like maybe Bruce Dickinson's voice isn't <clears throat> quite as strong as it used to be. The songwriting isn't quite as unique as it used to be. Yeah. This is not... It's not typical Maiden. It's not up to the, the par, the level they set with Power Slave and Number of the Beast and all those classic albums from the, the early 80s and mid 80s. Um, I know everybody's going to evolve and do some things differently, but there's still the core of what you are. Yeah, and again, it's very tough time for rockers right now to try to get airplay, to try to get your stuff out there. Um, I'm trying to to look and, and find more new stuff on YouTube, which seems to be the way to go. Spotify helps when they can um, to try to break new songs from these classic rock bands. Yeah. But the thing is, I look back, I didn't even r really listen to anything off their last album, The Book of Souls. So I just don't know if maybe they're just not getting the push at all from... Now, you've <clears> mentioned... <throat> that this has been played locally on our hard rock station, the bear. Yeah. So at least they're getting a little bit of they're airplay that bit. way. Um, but yeah, it just, I remember when I liked them the most, I'm not going to claim to be a diehard maiden fan. I do like them, would still like to see them once in concert. Um, but this just like with so many other bands just doesn't have the old energy, the old pop. Right. And granted, they're getting older, more mellow, but still, their bass—the bass sound—isn't isn't there, right? Through these first two, right? Um, maybe again, now thinking about it, maybe it's guitar too. There's just not those driving, quick riffs right. like there used to be, uh, like like something like the Trooper. Yeah, you know, just it's not there. It's just missing something. Yeah. Okay. Now what we're going to do is we are going to do an album review of an album that actually came out last year. And we have to explain this a little bit. Of course, we have put down the ground rules. We have said we are not reviewing old stuff unless it's something we have never watched or listened to before. Right. Now, this one was tricky because Dave... Again, we just started this podcast early in 2021. This album came out early in 2020, right around the start of COVID and the pandemic and the when lockdowns. All hell broke loose. So I got access to it back then. I'm finally catching up to right, it. Right. So Dave last week mentioned, hey, you know, Soul Asylum's got an album out. And I said, yeah, it came out last year. I've got it. Um, you know, they're still touring, you know, because of delays again from the right. pandemic. They're still touring right now it's for this album. Relevant. So it's still fairly relevant. They're actually gonna play Fort Wayne near us this weekend. Um, with local H. And I am so upset. I can't go. I can't convince anybody to go. I was really close. This close. I'm holding my fingers a millimeter apart. <laughs> I was almost tempted to buy one ticket and go by myself. Almost. Yeah. It was 
a combination of reasons for us not to go out. I already had tickets to go to the first day of the U.S. Nationals down in Indy for the drags. And it's my son's 18th birthday weekend. So we've yeah. got some so, stuff going on. Legitimate, legitimate reasons. And then my daughter, I try to get her to go. She thinks it's more important to drive to Bloomington to hang out with her friend for a couple days. Jeez, these kids, these selfish kids. I know, damn it. What happened to caring about your parents? Caring for the elderly. You heard it hit from him first. <laughs> But anyway, Soul Asylum, hurry up and wait. Yes, as we mentioned, released in early 2020, but they're still touring for it. Dave just discovered it, so we're going to review it. The funny thing is, I tend to make lists and best of compilations of, of albums and songs. And I looked in my 2020 journal, and I actually have this as my number four album of 2020. Really? Most intriguing. Now, that being said, before you, you give, I want you to go first, give your take before we start comparing notes on songs and things like that. <laughs> I will say, even though it was my number four album of 2020, I think 2020 was because of the pandemic and people weren't able to record. It was a very thin, possibly weak year for music, new music. Yeah, I would agree so with that. that. Being, with that being said, you take over and you tell me what you thought of Hurry Up and Wait. Okay. I've got one, two, three, probably five songs on it that I really enjoyed. Um, I will kind of go in order of what I liked on these. All right, yeah, let's compare. Let's compare and contrast, see what we got. So... Starting off, my favorite on this one was Silent Treatment. That's so, one of my favorites, yep. I thought Not my favorite, one, but I would say that's number four. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was kind of mellow, but it had a nice little beat. I kind of liked the, the lyrics, the lyrics to it. The lyrics were old school soul asylum. Yes, that's what I liked best. She said she was a mermaid. She said you liked horses. Yep. That's the kind of abstract, goofy stuff, stuff that you got somehow early Dave Perner makes sound uh deep yes legitimate yeah us saying it it sounds silly it does but him but when singing he it, it sounds heartfelt it, it sounds it makes sense right right so it just had that good vibe to it agree that completely. i really enjoyed agree completely so next up i enjoyed got it pretty good it had a nice little yeah. 60s vibe yeah. to it yeah and kind of had yeah it was that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. second for me on that's that one. That's straight on rocker. It is. Kind of reminded me of uh, the song they did for, uh, was it the Clerk soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of had that same kind of vibe yeah. to it. Next up, um, Hopped Up and Feeling. Hopped Up Feeling, yeah. Hopped Up Feeling. Yeah, I got I that I really one enjoyed that one. Rocked out pretty damn good. Yep. So, and then uh, I kind of liked, here we go. On okay, I, I'm not a big, it, I'm not it, as it, big it on that It kind of had that classic, th these last three are in no particular order, but here we go. I kind of enjoyed it. It was more that classic Soul Asylum 
could have been on Grave Dance. Yeah, had that feel to it. Yeah, because I was thinking about when you were talking about um, uh, Silent, Silent Treatment. Treatment. I thought that Silent could have been either on that or on Let Your Dim Light Shine. Yeah, one of those. One two. of those two. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, the first song on there, the beginning, was kind of a poppy little tune. So was decent, not great. And then the last one they had on there, Silly Things. Love Silly Things. That was a fun one. That is that is just a great little closer for an album. It is. I've it's, done it was a, a lot of stupid shit. shit. <laughs> I've done a lot of silly things. Yeah. That's another song that fits perfectly like Silent Treatment yeah. into what Dave Perner does best. Yes, for Self-deprecating, sure. Self-deprecating, world-weary, yeah. yet observant. Yeah. And there, there were three that I really did not care for. Okay, let's go over those. So we'll go with Busy Signals. Just kind of seemed completely out of place on this album. Yep. Okay. Um, Dead Letter. Dead Letter sounded it to sounded me like... It sounded like Smelly Cat. <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't going to be quite that cruel. I was going to say it almost sounded like... Perner trying to write a Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah, to me it sounded like that coffee house. It sounded yeah, like Phoebe. Yeah, it had yeah, that mellow. Yeah. It had that beat and the tune of Smelly Cat <laughs> and parts of it. Yeah. Now I didn't dislike it necessarily. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's got that over the top folk kind of vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. And then the other week one, I did not really care for Freezer Burn. Okay. Yeah. See, now, here's how I look at the album. Now, going back, I haven't listened to it in a while, but I did listen to it a lot back in mid-2020. Um, and again, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I I did enjoy it, but I think it was more because there was just not a lot of music coming out, yeah. and I just needed something new. Yeah. And I'm not trying to rip on the album. I look at my notes and I didn't hate or really dislike any of the songs, but there are a lot of them where I've got my notations of, and, eh, okay. Yeah. If I told you kind of a generic melody. I do ballad, like the one line in that. I did write down the line. There's one line. If I told you I love you, would you hold it against me? Yeah. I love that. Again, typical Dave Perner. Yeah. But again, um, that's such a generic over right. the top line. Now, this is also an album where I think they released the... It doesn't matter as much as it used to back in the 80s and 90s. I think the first release was the wrong song. The first release off this was Social Butterfly. And I kind of look uh, at was, that as another... Uh, it's it was okay. a mediocre. It's okay. It wasn't... I've got a lot of You know what? That's what I said here. here. Okay. Yeah. Um, My top four, pretty much I agree with you. I've got... I go, got it pretty good, Silly Things, Hopped Up Feeling, and Silent Treatment are my, those are the four songs on this album that I love. Everything else, I'm a big Soul Asylum guy. I can tolerate it. It's not close to their best work. No. It's not a disaster. No, but you take the top four that we appreciate, and mm -hmm. there you yeah, go. And it's, it, Keep in mind, Silent Treatment, Hopped Up Feeling, and Silly Things are the last three songs on the album. It's so a it, solid It closes ending. strong. It does. Um, yeah. Listening to it over again, I know you mentioned the beginning. 
I really think that could be That's... my least favorite song on the album. I, it's such a wussy way to start. It sounds like it's supposed you know, to be a song for a commencement, a high school commencement. Yeah, it, it's not that positive. Oh, this is the beginning of your great adventure. See, okay. I tried to take away discounting it being the first song on there. Right. I, I kind of had to go back on that one because I discounted it right off the bat. But then I put it as one of the better ones on there overall. But there's there's no doubt the final three are the solid part of the album. Yep. Um, overall, I'll give it two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to probably go with you on that. I'll give it a strong two and a half. Yeah. Um, what I solid say, stuff makes up for the weaker stuff. Well, and here's what I want to say. Like I said, my notes, I didn't dislike any of the songs. I think it, this is one of those cases where the, the sum of the parts, the whole is greater than the parts. The album as a whole holds up pretty good. Yeah. But if you start trying to pick out songs and you're going to be disappointed. Right. Unless you pick out the four we like. Um, but I think if you just listen to it beginning to end, it'd be something it, I could see a, putting on to, in the background. It's something to listen to. Yeah, it's not terrible. It is not terrible. No. It's okay. Not their worst, not their best. Right. There we go. So there you go. If you haven't listened to Hurry Up and Wait, go ahead. Give it a shot. It's, it's worth listening to. Yep. And Soul Asylum, do it, it's you good do wanna... for sitting around the fire pit this Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and you do again want to? We want to encourage these bands. We want to encourage these performers to go out, make new music like this. So we should try to listen to it on Spotify. Buy it if you want to. Whatever you can do to get this music out to your friends to your family, out to the forefront again. I'm all for it. Unfortunately, I don't think we've got much in the way of new music coming out here for a while. So no, it's going to kind of be the doldrums. But we we do have con we'll have concert reviews for you kids coming up here over yes. the next two or three weeks yes, we will. to make up for it. And, of course, as we talked about earlier... And we... maybe we might pick if they've got an album out within the last year or so that they're doing. We might give a review on it as well. Yep. Yep. Um, now, I, I will take the burden on that. I will try to point stuff out to Dave. Uh, obviously, I'm much more obsessed with new music. So if I see something that maybe came out in 2020, late 2019, that he might be interested in like this, that he wasn't aware of, I'll kind of nudge it his way we'll get i actually we'll get there. i actually do have one idea now that popped into my head that i would be interested very interested to see your opinion on if you can if it two three weeks down the road thinking about this concert coming up we just reviewed soul asylum i think you should listen to the new local h album i do like local h the new album lifers again this was a 2020 release Came out, I think, within two to three months of Hurry Up and Wait. Okay. This it's is valid. harder rocking. This is really intense. <clears throat> this was my number two album, I believe. A hard rocking for you? Oh, not, not Screamo. <laughs> oh, wait, we're going to do a ballad. And I want you to die, 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 die. 
it's not like that. That stuff you listen to. Chevelle. Five finger death, shine face down, book whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Guys who got tattoos up their nostrils and crap like that. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah. We got to disagree on some stuff, kids. There you That's go. That's what makes the dynamic work. He is more mellow. I am. I'll admit it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say Yacht Rock. Don't go that far. I will not go that far. Occasionally, I'll indulge. Maybe once in a while, I'll listen to Christopher Cross. Okay? He's a little more prog than I am. Actually, but, a lot more prog than I am. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Prog, you're certain. I'm not a huge Yes fan. You, know? you listen to him more than I do. Not that much, though. We're both like Rush, you know? I'm not like I'm listening to Emerson, oh, yeah. Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> or King Crimson or that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I will admit I am more mellow, though. I am. I do occasionally like a solid, mellow album. That being said, we'll see. Maybe Local H next week or the week after. Could be. Tremonti's coming up within the next three or four weeks. That's one we're going to have to listen that to. That I will have to give a try. All right. So that will be it for segment one here of the weekend edition. Get ready. It's coming. Maybe not in the next segment, but in the final segment, the Get Epic Get ready rants. for the blow up. Stay tuned, kids. We'll be right back. I got to crack another beer. In a world of politically correct sports coverage, two individuals stand alone as the last bastion of sanity. The maestro and the conquistador star in Sports Frenzy 2.0, the podcast. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Happy Labor Day weekend, kids. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm the Maestro Kevin Crane. And this is Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, here on September 4th, 2021, as we record on the 1st. This segment, we're going to start off with a little literary frenzy as I do a book review for you. This one, Dead by Dawn, Paul Doiron's 12th installment of main game warden investigator Mike Bowditch. So this one started off was it 12 years ago now with uh, Poacher's Son. Not a bad little series. Um, there have been some clunkers in there along the way. But in this one, solid outing for him. Probably one of his strongest books. Uh, Christmas time and Mike finds himself coming back from having his wolf dog hybrid having a checkup and they're trying to get back home for Christmas and he runs into some homemade spike strips that sends him careening over a cliff into a frozen river and the fight for survival is on. So this oh. this one kind of did a real cool thing where it alternated with what he's currently going through one chapter the next chapter is 
you find out what took place getting up. So he's kind of doing the flashback thing leading up to the whole mystery part of it, which was really, really cool. Kind of a different take that uh, Doiron's done from the past. And so as he's fighting for survival, you're learning what led up to this whole thing. And it harkens back a couple of stories before where you wind up finding what's going on. And uh, life-changing moments take place at the end for him as he's dealing with his current girlfriend and an ex coming back in who happens to be the daughter of his best friend, father figure mentor, a retired game warden, who he's, who's kind of taken him as the son that this other guy never had. So very, very cool. I really, really liked this one. Like I said, it's probably his most solid book. I'm giving this one a three and a half. Wow. Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half frenzies. It was, it was really well done. And the thing is, I've never heard of this series before. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, with it's, your profession, you're going to have more insight and more, you know, access to to much more than I do. Yeah. But even I keep up on stuff on Amazon and yeah, it, now it's, Barnes it's, and Noble. It's kind of one of those lower tier series, but Paul Doiron, D-O-I-R-O-N, and it's Mike Bowditch is the series, and the first one is Poacher's Son. I am making notes. You know how slowly I read. Not because I'm dense or stupid. So I got so much other crap going on. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, now I did want to bring this up, and uh, very high praise for this book. So that's very cool. Um, yeah, he like I said, he's had some clunkers here and there that weren't as solid, but th this one I think is is among the best that he's done. Um, yeah, I just did a little bit of self-deprecating humor, but I, it's actually factual. I only get through, if I, on a good year, I might get through 10 to 12 books. That's like one evening for Dave. Um, he literally, how, how many books did you read last year? Last year, I might have gotten through so... It wasn't an all-time record, but I think I got through over 60. Okay. So you can tell the differences in our, our reading habits. Um, so Dave is obviously going to have a lot more book reviews than I am. We do try to read a, a decent amount of the same authors. Yeah. Um, he has already read the massive hair metal history tome. Nothing but a good time where I am still halfway through it, slogging through it. I got two other books I just started. Plus, I got a fourth coming. So there might be times, especially with books, where Dave reviews a book and then six months later, I review it. <laughs> be patient. So keep that in mind. So, yeah, I do want to say, I know you finished nothing but a good time. You can review that anytime you want. I don't think you did, did you? I don't think so. I'll so, have to go back and look. Yeah, so feel free. 
So don't wait for me is okay. what I'm saying. Don't wait for me. Leave me. Leave me behind. I will leave you Save behind. Save yourself. That so. being said, we will have a review here coming up. This will be one of the few where I actually do knock it out fairly quickly. We will have the review of the new James Lee Burke. Another kind of Eden. Yes, another kind um, of Eden. I finally got my hands on a copy coming in the mail uh, here within the next two or three days. I just got mine from the library last week, and he I just started it me, over obviously. the weekend, and I'm about halfway through. It's a shorter one. Right. So. I know it's less than 300. Yeah. Um, James I actually, Lee Burke is such a phenomenal author. Yeah, he is my favorite. He is my favorite author. Um, I did cave to a certain extent on this. I was telling Dave that I, I still like hardcovers, especially for my four or five favorite authors. Right. Amazon has gotten really shitty lately with not dropping the prices like they used to, where you should be able to get a John Sanford or a Robert B. Parker or a James Lee Burke within two to three weeks for 40% off. Now they won't drop the price below 20 to 25% off for ages. Yeah, they're being greedy bastards. And I'm sorry, as much as I love all my authors, I'm not spending that much money on a hardcover. But here's what I did. A little bit of an aside here. You know you can get them for free At from the your library. library. Oh my God, yes. You should make up bumper stickers. You could get that free from the library. Slap it on the back of a car. Yours. But, <laughs> but, but. I decided to start poking around and say, this can't be right. I know Amazon is usually pretty good about price matching. Not always. I've discovered recently that they're not perfect with their price matching. So I actually, for the first time in years and years, went to Barnes & Noble's website and I saw the same price, 25% off. I'm like, ah, crap, I'm going to have to wait now or go to the library. And you'll be Damn happy. Straight. By the way, your niece has been going to the library while Good she's been back her. in town. Good so the for protege her. has been going to the library. Not me. <laughs> Bastard. Heathen. I, this is a goth. Here's what I did. I was about ready to leave the website, the Barnes & Noble website. But they said, you're back. We'll give you. That would have been cool, but no. No, they didn't do that. There was another option. Not digital. If you want to pay the full full price, the full cover price, which I think it was $27 or $28. Yeah. We'll give you a signed copy. Ooh, nice. So I'm getting a signed copy. Awesome. Of the latest James Lee Burke. Well, and there I, you go. Yeah, so it was worth it in this case to pay a little bit more. Because now Excellent. I will have signed copies of Burke, Parker, and Sanford. Excellent. For me, for a collector like me, that's very cool. That's awesome. So very I will well played. Finally, I will finally get to read the book. Very well played. Thank you. I thought it was too. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. You don't always have to rush out and buy things right away. That's right. Or go to the library. 
I'm just joking, kids. Support your local libraries. Literacy is a good thing. Yes. Yes, it is. Read. It's fundamental. All right. We have got a little bit of TV and movie news. I'm going to save the best parts for segment three. (laughs) Of course you are. But uh, we do have to talk about, we're going to start doing weekly updates on Titans. Yes. Because it's such a fantastic show. And of course, we record before the next one comes out. Right. We're recording on the first. We're a week behind. We're recording on the first. The next episode hits on the second. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a week. So, bear with us on the tape delay. We have a week to digest before we review. So, of course, we're reviewing episode five of season three, which is basically showing you the birth of the Red Hood. Yes. How, yeah, how Jason Todd devolves, goes a little mental, has some issues to work through, and winds up getting himself into a spot of trouble. He ends up being basically a pawn for the Scarecrow. Yes. Um, And I think I mentioned this. If I didn't on the podcast, I might have mentioned it off the podcast to you. The guy who plays Scarecrow, Vincent Carthizer, is the spitting, freaking creepy image of the guy from high school, the music snob who I hate. Yeah, you you mentioned that I can't watch the damn thing without (laughs) thinking of that. He's got the same voice. He's got the same face. The same hair, the same beard. Oh, my God, it's creepy. It makes me hate the Scarecrow even more. (laughs) As if you had a reason to not hate him. Jesus, God. But, again, season three, stellar, just like the first two seasons. It's so well done. The pace of it is excellent. They don't miss a beat. Bringing all these classic characters in and redoing them or tweaking them a little bit. Now, with the Titans, they've never really done them live action before. No, this is a first. So, yeah, I do. The only one, the thing about this, the way things are going right now that kind of bothers me just a bit is, uh, is it Darkstar? Is it Firestars? Yeah, Darkstar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go. That episode three was different, but. As, as the boys and I thought, Beast Boy Garth kind of kind of came into his own and really took that episode. Yep, and then we're still waiting. I'm sure we're going to get this soon. Still waiting to see what what Raven has done with Wonder Girl. Yeah, how that's and, all going to yeah. pan out. So, and I will still rant and rave now dave has started watching animal kingdom i have finally has taken one of my suggestions to heart so suck it maestro (laughs) now we now we work on him with yellowstone and then doom patrol actually doom patrol you've got new seasons of both coming up in the next couple months yeah well nothing's gonna get caught up with yellowstone yet no access or on that part yeah well you should get peacock right so you can get it on peacock is it on peacock i thought it was only on no it's on peacock and okay you, you've got xfinity so you yeah should be able so to i get can peacock. get i thought yellowstone was on a different platform 
Well, if you on on regular cable like me, even though I do pay for Peacock to get wrestling, and I'm not talking about wrestling. See, I this thought week. it was Paramount. Paramount Network. Paramount Network on cable. Okay, Peacock, that's where Peacock the, okay has the rights to it. Okay, for the streaming. On streaming. I don't know why. That's don't ask such me why. a jacked up. I don't know how that makes any sense. Eventually, that that's one that I that Mrs. C wants to watch, and the coordination gets a little tricky. Like trying to get with the boys to what stay up with Titans, and trying to get them for Doom Patrol. Right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. No, I know. It's. I went through it. I've told you we were supposed to have story time. Couldn't finish the movie that was involved because somebody is never available to finish the movie. So therefore story time for this particular film went in the crapper. (laughs) As it's slow to be done. So I understand completely where you're coming from. Tomorrow night though. Tomorrow night. This will be another show that we update you on <laughs> yeah. weekly. Again, the, there's going to be a delay because it's another Thursday show. Yeah, but the vampires are back. Yes, what we do in the shadows returns for season three. Cannot wait. Already been renewed for season four. Oh my God. The vampires are awesome. Yes, can't wait to start doing week by week reviews on that. And another show that I do want to watch. <sighs> Eventually, I'll get Netflix back again. Yes, I did cancel it again. That That's almost what you have to do with all the right. streaming. And I told you the day I will get it back is the day that um, the thieves, the, the, the safe cracker. Oh. Um, the sequel to, or the prequel to Army of the Dead. Yeah. Army of the Dead 2. No, that's no. not the title. And I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Was it Army of Thieves? That's it, yes. Army of Thieves. Yes. Dieter's backstory. The day that that premieres is the day I will start back up again. Yeah, that that we're dying to see. But I also, again, there are so many options out there, even though I bitch and piss and moan about Netflix and HBO Max and Amazon. Between them all, yes, there are plenty of options. So I do at some point want to watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, I know. That's one I I really want to see. Season four is getting but, ready to premiere, and they've already renewed that for season five. Yeah. That's how and, well and that's And that's doing. one I've wanted to see, and I can't believe we haven't gotten to it yet. I know. I know. And again, that's one I'm going to have to wait on now without Netflix. I'll have to wait a couple months. Uh, we reviewed The Old Guard recently. Not overly impressed. No, it was but they are because it depressing. was very successful. They are going to make the old guard too and Charlize uh, is coming back. Uh, I I'm really seriously considering giving that one a hard pass. Oh, I wouldn't have a problem passing on that. I didn't think the first one was all that good. No. So we- I have learned and this is coming in the third segment. I have now learned my lesson. When it comes to wasting my time with Hollywood. There's a point where you just have to cut ties. Or as they say, just cut bait and run. 
another show that, uh, and again, a lot of Netflix news here. So bear with me. I know you're sitting there going, you just said you canceled Netflix. Why are you talking about Netflix? Because after Eventually, they cancel it, I'll, then they show go up with everything he wants to see. And I'll, I'll wait a couple months, let the stuff build up. That's why I'm waiting on Disney Plus till I can watch all these shows all at once instead of week by week by week. Another show I've been interested in watching, Manifest, which originally was on NBC. Yeah. Canceled by NBC. Now they're going to bring it back for a 20-episode fourth and final season on Netflix because fan outcry. And when they picked up all 12 the first of you three out seasons, there, they picked up the first three seasons and all, you know, that all the I... kids started watching it and it just blew the doors off and the roof off and so now they love manifest and they're going to do it yeah i was not that interested to begin with so i don't know if i can pull it off or not but Net, i do admire the fact so did you watch some of it no it didn't show just enough the, i didn't the have story the story idea the, it didn't interest me okay um but the one thing i do like that netflix does and i'm not going to specifically talk about manifest but lucifer yeah, they will pick. They will pick up some of these Longmire. shows. Longmire was number one, perfect example of them saving Longmire from the idiots. What at A and E was that where it was yeah. originally? Yeah, it, it's just a shame Netflix wasn't around for terriers. When terriers <laughs> was let go. <laughs> oh yeah, all the crap they got on Hulu now. Oh, and they can't they can't pick up terriers. But we digress. Yes, we do. View askew got... news. Oh, you've got some news. Okay. Clerks 3 has wrapped. Wrapped? It's already done? They finished filming. Oh, my God. That was about the shortest shoot in the history of mankind. Yeah. Mrs. Wow. C let me know that. Kevin Smith posted that Clerks 3 wrapped the filming, and now the editing begins. So probably, I would imagine, early 2022 release? I would hope. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago about another series that we love, where Sylvester Stallone teased Ugh. Expendables, Expendables 4. It is on. Yes! Statham is back. Yes! Lundgren is back. Yes! Tony Yacht. I think that's how you say his name, the, the martial arts expert. Yeah. He's going to be in it. Excellent. You want to know what the rumors are as far as the title? <sighs> What's the subtitle? A Christmas Story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we go back to Statham's character. So I love it. I love it. Cannot wait for that. I oh. honestly, I, I, Oh my God. I've got to watch beautiful. at least three again. Cause I don't, I, when I watched three, I got distracted and I think I broke it up too much. So I need to sit down and oh, watch that, three. that that's going to be a, a, a triple feature to get ready for that one. Yep. And God bless Stallone. He's still, still those steroids. He's, he's embalmed, but he's still <laughs> he's fine. He's, you know, he was obviously the voice of, King Shark in the Suicide Squad. Yep. He's got Samaritan coming out at some point where he plays an aging superhero. Um, he's trying. He just had Rambo out a couple years ago. You know what? God bless him for continuing on. Yep. All right. 
we do have to get to our movie review for the week. I want to save it for the last segment. Oh, are we? I have to. Uh, it's a tie-in. It's going There's to. There's a tie-in. It's going. Everything I've got left on my sheet of news and reviews ties into the rant, the epic final segment of our weekend edition for Labor Day. So if you, do you have anything left? Do you have any more tidbits of news to throw at me? I'm good at this point. Okay. I do have one more. I just found one more. Paramount is panicking about the pandemic yet again. News came out today. Oh, they can't, they can't create enough content to keep it going. Top Gun 2 has been moved again. Now will not come out until May of 2022. This is getting freaking ridiculous. Mission Impossible has been moved seven, the seventh installment, which I can't wait for because I love the MI movies. You know. Has been moved all the way back to September of 2022. uh, And even Jackass is not immune to this. The fourth Jackass has been moved out of 2021 and will now not hit until February of 2022. Die another day. I just saw... Or No Time to Die? Or No Time to Die, sorry. They, uh, October. See, they cannot push this back any further. They just released the final trailer for it. They did, and it's supposed to be released in October, finally. Right. There's no way. The studio cannot push it back financially. That's what I've heard. Well, now, technically, Amazon now owns MGM. And UA. So they should be okay now in terms of money. Should be, but th- this one, y- they can't push it back anymore. You want to, you want a conspiracy theory as we wrap up the second segment? Who is the one streaming company? I mean, Netflix doesn't do it. Outside of Netflix, who's the one streaming company that doesn't take their own releases and put them out there for a extra fee, like Disney does with like with Black Widow? You could stay at home and watch Black Widow and didn't have to go to the theaters, but you had to pay an extra thirty dollars right to see it. I could see now that Amazon has acquired the James Bond catalog. That it could go to Prime. They might try to pull that where they they say this will Do be our simultaneous first premium release. I will not pay extra to watch it from home. Thirty bucks is a lot. That's I'm sorry. ridiculous. I've told you that. Now, for a family of, see, for your family, it might be actually okay cost wise. This if everybody is, wanted to watch it. Yeah, but there are some that you want to go to the theater to see. True. True. Some of these, it's the experience that you want on the big screen. Yep. And I think that's why. And there's a tradition with the Bond films, the last several, going as a family to the theater to see. Right. And I think what we're seeing, we can tie this into our review last week, when we reviewed Reminiscence. And we talked about the more adult-oriented, no, get your minds out of the gutter. That's not where I'm going. Perverts. We talked about the Angelina Jolie movie. 
Those Who Wish Me the, Dead. Yes. Again, movies that skew older. Where there's it, more thought involved. Right. And how they have been huge disappointments for Warner Brothers and HBO Max in terms of the box office they pulled in. Now, the streaming part might have done okay. Yeah. But they couldn't pull in anything in the box office. No. Because but the pandemic is killing, again, no pun intended. Don't take it the wrong way. The older people that want to go see movies won't now because they're more at risk, right. even with vaccinations. Yeah. They're more at risk to pick up the Delta variant, so they stay at home. They might stream it, they might not, but they're not going to the theaters. On the flip side, Some of Godzilla the- versus Kong was a huge monstrous success. <laughs> <laughs> it made $100 million at the box office, even though it was released in the early stages of the recovery, because like you said, it needs to be seen on a big screen. Right. And it skews younger. Yes. So it'll be interesting with Bond to see which way that goes. Because that, to me, even though it's an action movie, even though it's something you want to see on the big screen, it also skews a little older. That's that's one Mrs. C and I are gearing up to take the boys for, if we can pull that off. If we can... Get schedules to align, sure. but if not, Planets, she and I are. If yeah. not, she and I are going. Planets in orbit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Again, all right, kids. Can you feel it? Can you feel the Earth move the, the, under the, your the, feet? The, the smoke is starting to billow. The face is getting red. Hopefully, the conquistador the, will the indulge heart, me. The heart monitor is starting to build. The ambulance is on call. I've got nine one dialed. <laughs> He's got a epinephrine pen. <laughs> Adrenaline ready to go. We're gonna do an epic meltdown with the maestro. I have just too many of these stupid stories and these stupid headlines this week. I have to address this. I have to do. I'm gonna do it all in one shot and tie it all in together. Get it out of my system. Purge, purge my blackened heart and blackened soul and move on from this point. There you go. Stay tuned. Get ready to buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. Are you tired of getting body slammed by the mainstream sports media? Are you sick of their lame trash talk? Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 with a tag team of the Maestro and the Conquistador. Pile drive those jackasses into submission. Available on all major podcast hosts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Castbox. Kevin Dave, slap a figure four on all the major sports networks who lie, kiss ass, and refuse to take names. New episodes drop every Thursday with new weekend edition episodes every Saturday. And that's the bottom line, because Sports Frenzy said so. (laughs) 
awesome refreshment for an awesome weekend, the final weekend of summer. Enjoy it. Happy Labor Day, everybody. This is the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping on the 1st of September. This will hit on the 4th. Available everywhere. Google, Apple, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, anywhere you find your fine and wonderful podcasts. Leave us some positive comments and rate us highly now before you hear the epic <laughs> rant, which may dissuade you. <laughs> Check out our Facebook page. I promise no rants there. All right. Before uh, we get into the muck, the mire that is Hollywood, we do want to give proper respect for our moments of silence. Um, of course, the big passing this week was Ed Asner. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. Such an iconic actor for so long. And then he was also a big force for uh, labor rights, I believe, right? Doesn't he that yeah. had to like the Screen Actors Guild for a long time? Yeah. Something like that. Um, it could be a little off-putting here and there, but there's no denying what he brought as an actor. Um, I also have Michael Nader, uh known for all my children, but also was a prominent actor on the original dynasty. Yep. Not one that I ever watched, but no popular think, in its day. I think he was one of Joan Collins, 57 husbands. Probably. <laughs> I, wasn't she married to everybody on the show yeah. at one point or yeah. another? That Joan Collins was a saucy wench back in the day. Let me yes. tell you. Yes, she I have was. Many fond memories of Cinemax after dark. <laughs> I seem to recall a scene in an elevator. <laughs> yes. Between her and Morgan Fairchild. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful memories of childhood. Wonderful memories uh, of yeah. childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Good stuff. You see, you're trying to get me in a better mood. I am. <laughs> so I don't go ballistic. Legendary bluegrass banjo player Bill Emerson has passed away. So he was a big in his day and of course this one goes out to our friend our compadre the big blue w can't be here anymore with us he used to do the uh, youtube tapings that we had there going for a while in a gata davida baby that's one of his great sayings and of course ron bushy the drummer for iron butterfly passed Anytime I hear that song, I first and foremost think of the Big Blue W. Yep. Hard not to. Yep. So those are the big ones that we had for the week. Okay. Now we have a movie review we're going to use as a transition into... The Muck and Mire. Yes. My final angry, bitter rant about Hollywood. I have to say something first before I'm going to let Dave get into the review first. I want to say a couple things. I apologize. I was the one that suggested this movie. I thought maybe like the ice road, it would be a solid, good action movie. Yeah. I had 
hopes. Here, here's the other thing, and I'm going to apologize to you again, twice. <laughs> Mark this down. Mark this date down, September the 1st, 2021. Can I get that in blood? Two apologies within a minute to the conquistador. This happened, I want to say, within the first couple months we started the podcast, where there was a movie where I slogged through and got through the whole thing and you gave up. You just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it was uh, Kristen Stewart's... Oh, Underwater. Underwater. Okay. This is my make good on this. (laughs) For Underwater. I tried so hard to get through this. I got through an hour and I just said, I can't fucking do this anymore. (laughs) See, after... 54 minutes, the halfway point, I had stopped. Which is probably where I stopped completely. I went back to it the next night to finish it off. Now, part of it was my fault in that I knew my Netflix was canceling, but I had three or four days when we first decided to watch this one. And I tried and I tried. I'd wa- I watched like half hour and then I watched another half hour and i thought i had an extra day and i didn't but i was actually relieved it, i had an excuse not to subject myself yeah. to the last 45 minutes of this and have we mentioned what we're talking about no. sweet girl yeah sorry <laughs> jason momoa and i couldn't tell you anybody else his name uh amy brenneman yeah. They dug her out of some crypt somewhere. You know, boy, she looks rough. You know, wasn't actually all that enamored with her back in what, NYPD Blue Days? Yeah. No, they just drug her in as the wife. And oh, my yeah, Lord. She well, was she's, in it. She's the, yeah, or, she's the congresswoman. Or the congresswoman, sorry. Who yeah. brokers the, the deal you know, fights with the pharmaceutical company. And, and uh, it. You would think something like this might have a, a revenge movie yes, would have a faster pace. This is why I picked it was because it sounded like something we could get into. A revenge movie where it's gonna Jason Momoa is gonna go to town on the he pharmaceutical companies. It, and but five minutes in, the pace was so slow oh and it God. was a slog. And after the TV interview with his dying <laughs> wife where he calls into the pharmaceutical rep and the politician who's on. I knew at that point who was going to be the mastermind behind the whole debacle going forward. It looked it it just it had the feel of a, a lifetime movie that wanted to be a little edgier. It just it had couldn't cheap, pull it cheesy awful feel to it the acting across the board was awful the pacing was horrendous and again did did you get to the twist the last thing i remember watching was when they brought the assassin in when there was it on the subway or where he bought the volkswagen Bought the Volk after he bought the Volkswagen. About five minutes after he bought the Volkswagen, I was out. Okay, so you didn't see anything after that. No, the last scene, I, and we're not spoiling anything for you, kids. The last scene I saw was he was parked 
Momoa was parked with his daughter outside the house and the Volkswagen was pulling up down the road. Okay. That's where I, I just, I was like, I can't take this anymore because let me, <clears> before <throat> you elaborate on the parts that I didn't see as much as you can without spoiling it for the audience. I, I was done with it. I was, I was like, okay, it's terrible. It's low budget. It's, it's going nowhere. I'll stick with it. When they came back after time had passed and his daughter is beating up grown men <laughs> at the with local gym. Anger, anger issues. I was like, can we put some level of realty reality in this? I mean, come on. I'm sorry. And I'm sure there are trained assassins somewhere who are little <clears throat> tiny, small people who could beat up fighters in the gym but come on i mean uh, then, she was terrible the care she was a, a she wouldn't listen to her dad when her dad would tell her stay away from this don't do this no i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna be a nosy little millennial brat see you there there is a a twist in this one which when they finally is revealed, when it finally catches up to the beginning on top of the roof. Right. Right. Of, yeah, because they the foreshadow at the beginning of the movie, so the end of the movie, or when, the climax. When it's not fully the climax, okay. but it's half hour before. It's where the twist kicks in that I will not reveal to all of our listeners i'll fill you in when we're done okay that being said it didn't help the movie it was oh wow okay that kind of explains a couple of things but it does not help the movie overall in fact it leads more questions than answers no it it, it kind of leads to your little rant but <laughs> Which let's get into that now. Let's start the rant so, because I want to start off. All right. What do you what do you give it? I'm giving it a one and a half. Okay. It was it was tough to get through. The pacing was awful. They tried the twist. That's what gave it that extra half from being a one. But it was just so poorly acted. The pacing was god awful. They blew a phenomenal story idea. Again, that's what appealed to me was I thought this could be like almost like an eighties revenge movie. Yeah. Like, it, it fell so damn flat. It's not even funny. Stay away from sweet girl. And it's a is, sweet idea, but no. I want to talk about Jason Momoa and then we'll lead into all this other stuff. Okay. Jason Momoa. I've tried to like the guy. I have really tried to like the guy. And I get it. The chicks love him. Big, muscular, tattooed, dreamy eyes, long hair. Oh, he's so awesome. He sucked as Aquaman. Yep. He's. I get it. We worship 80s action movies. You know, I... I will and Steven Seagal he couldn't act and he never changed the ponytail but somehow he made it work the movies were right. better written they were more intense they were bloodier 
I I will say the one character I like from Momoa from Momoa was in the show Frontier. Right, I remember you love that. I remember Frontier you loved that. Frontier was phenomenal. The character he played in there was great. Right. Everything else I have not been impressed with. But we but we have to celebrate him as a uh, superstar celebrity. Oh, my God, he's awesome. Oh, my God, he's great. And I'm sure everybody's going to say now that Sweet Girl is a huge hit on Netflix. I'm with you. I can't understand the appeal. He's never going to change. He's not an actor. He's not an actor. And this is part of my problem where I'm going here. He's he's like, to me, we're talking about Jungle Cruise off, off mic. Yeah. I can't stand Dwayne Johnson. I can't stand him. But yet, because of the Hollywood mystique, because of who he is, because he can talk smooth, and he's got tattoos and muscles, and the chicks dig him. Now he's he's running for president? What have we become as a society? When When does acting actually matter anymore? Instead of how you look in the political agenda you're driving. Because let's get into some of that. Everybody's celebrating Candyman. Candyman did great at the box office this past week. $22 million. Everybody's saying, oh, it's fantastic. It uh, brought in all these minorities. It brought in didn't all we these diverse see people. this already back in the 80s? This is like a, not a reboot, kind of a sequel kind of deal. The first one wasn't that great. Here's Candyman 2 wasn't that great. Why are we trying to redo it yet again? That's where I'm going with this. Because I've got other stuff oh to talk God. about. Oh my God. Everybody's saying, well, this is because of Jordan Peele. Because Jordan Peele attaches name to it. Jordan Peele is the Lord God Savior of Hollywood right now. He's getting all these first look deals, all these straight to series deals, because everybody now all of a sudden thinks because of get out and us, that he is the genius of all time because he does black horror. Okay. Great for him. I'll give him credit for one thing. Now he didn't direct this. He's just some like an executive producer. He got his name attached to this. This isn't like his movie. Okay. So if at least he tries to do original stories. Yeah. Don't. I I do give him credit for the original stuff. I lambast him for attaching his name to yet another retread. Here's where we go off the rails because we're going to talk about some retreads. I'm done. I am done. What movie? We're going back decades. What movie have I always pointed to that said the start of the fall of Hollywood and this PC crap started with what movie? Wild Wild West. Will Smith as James West was a blasphemy. And it was the start of this crap. Now it's just steamrolling. Now it's just a boulder accumulating dirt and grass and snow as it rolls down and continues to roll down the hills of Hollywood. You know, and I'm sick of it. If, if you want to have diversity and bring things in, how about we come up with 
new ideas, new films, new characters. Why do we have to continue and try and conform long existing? Why do we have to go backwards? Why cannot why can we not move forward with new original content? I know we've talked about this before and you make an excellent point, but I'm going to go one step further. I think this is insidious. I think this is horrific and I think the people in Hollywood who who want to talk about diversity and we're making movies for diverse different classes of people are the worst racists and homophobes out there. And you want to know why? Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to cancel my childhood. They're trying to cancel your childhood because we don't matter. We stole everything from everybody else. We don't have a culture, Dave. You and I don't have a, you read how many damn books a year, but you don't have a culture. Yeah, you don't I know matter. nothing. I know nothing. Here are the two that I read this week that pissed me off. Where I said, I'm done. What are they redoing now? The Rocketeer. Which I remember loving when I was younger with Tom Campbell. <sighs> It or was no, that time, Billy, no, Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell. Sorry. It was okay. It wasn't phenomenal. I enjoyed it immensely. It had a childhood wonder to it that I enjoyed. Now they have to redo it. Disney Plus is going to make a series starring David. A series? I think it's a series. Maybe, maybe it's a movie. What? Just stop with the remakes and the reboots. Now it has to be a Tuskegee Airman. Who finds the rocket pack? Again, okay. like you said, like you said, why can't you come up with a goddamn new story? Come up why with do you have different. to just denigrate and debase and cancel? I'm telling you, it's going to get to the point where they're going to just get rid of. You won't be able to get the Rocketeer anymore. They're going to replace it with their version, with the version they like and the version they want. This is why I'm saying this is insidious. This is disgusting, and this is. There is some level of there's some dark lot of conspiracy going on, on here. Great word, malevolence. Fantastic word. Number two, the CW, who we've talked about, <sighs> the most disgusting PC engine on television. Started out so well. Remember Tom Swift? How are they going to F up Tom Swift? Tom Swift is coming to... Maybe this is what I'm thinking about a series. So The Rocketeer is, is going to be a movie, movie on Tom Disney+. Tom Swift Plus. was a series. Tom Swift is going straight to series on the CW. Tom Swift, I guess, made a guest appearance on Nancy Drew. That, you know, that series. So he's gay? Black gay billionaire. And you want to tell me there's not some kind of goddamn fucking malevolent conspiracy? Oh, where Lord. they are canceling every part of our culture to oh fit their political agendas. This shit has got to stop. I'm done with it. If the- you want to have the characters create something new, stop shaking everything that's already been done. New stories. That's all we're asking. Don't denigrate, don't destroy our childhood. You know what? I will be come up with something new. I'm fine if you want to do a new character. 
That's great. When does Shaft become a gay white man? When does that happen, Dave? It's not going to happen because it won't be allowed. Right. Turn because about. that doesn't turn fit. about that doesn't, doesn't fit. fit the Hollywood agenda. Remember, we were talking about the gimp. Yeah. So, what are they after, redoing Pulp Fiction now? <laughs> no, no. Quentin Tarantino is one of the "quote unquote" cool people in Hollywood. They won't mess with his stuff. You know, they love him because he thinks he's black. You know, but that's a story for another day. The sweet girl thing, I couldn't deal with it. Couldn't, you know, Netflix ran out after I tried and tried. So I had to find something to watch. I was all caught up on Animal Kingdom. I was all caught up on the other shows, the few other shows that I've been watching. So I figured, let's go on Hulu. I go on Hulu like once a month and I'm... So why didn't you start Always. Gosh? Always disappointed. I will watch Bosch at some point in time. <laughs> I think the problem is I get lazy with that because I know I'm not getting rid of Amazon Prime. So it's always going to be there. That's not an excuse. That and the boys. I've got to start watching I need the to boys. start watching. I tried to get the boys to watch the boys with me, and I think that's going to be a fail. So I went on Hulu. I was like, I, you know, Hulu, my $2 a month uh promo expires in a couple months i gotta start watching stuff so i saw american horror stories the series right not the not the regular right but the new the standalone anthology series yeah i'm like all right maybe i can take this in small doses maybe i can take you know i'd like 1984 just because of the nostalgia thing right i haven't really Watch the other ones. I know you said some of them are good. Freak Show was decent. Coven was okay. Asylum was bizarre but tolerable. So I start watching the anthology. So I turn on the first one. Family moves into a house. Father, mother, teenage daughter. Guess what? It's... The Leatherman House, the Rubberman House. Remember that from oh, the first season? God. Yeah, the so one that I bailed the after teenage three daughter. Episodes. This is how disgusting this is. The teenage daughter starts, she finds the suit and starts putting it on and starts getting, this is like a 15 or 16 year old freaking girl. Uh, no, nope, nope, sorry. I'm you know done. who this is? Now, this is where I keep going on the rant. This is Ryan Murphy, who Disney has basically given FX to. Ryan Murphy's got all we talked about. Now they're going to do American, what, love story and American sports story. All these Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy is a just sick, because twisted bastard. He's a sick, twist, but because he's gay, he's allowed to be but sick and twisted. you cannot do that with an underage kid. I don't know. Maybe she's 18. I don't know. But she looked damn young to me. Looked too damn young. Creeped the fuck out of me, and I turned that sucker off like that. I was like... This is why I can't deal with Hollywood anymore. It's disgusting to do that. There are, it's there sick are to places do that. you just don't freaking go. But Ryan Murphy can do it because he fits the profile of there's, what Hollywood wants. No, there's no excuse on that one. Then we have, I saw this, this was wonderful. You know who Elliot Page is? Yes. Used to be Ellen Page. Yeah. 
Remember the pregnant Juno, the pregnant girl in Juno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's Elliot. And Deadline.com, which is the foremost website for Hollywood news, calls her the champion of the underrepresented. And it's like, no, she's not. She's a person who can't deal with what she was born with in terms of her genitalia. And I'm so tired of people freaking saying, it's okay. You're comfortable with your skin, but you're the you're the one that's wrong. You're the freak. You're the one that doesn't belong in society. I told you this. I want to be a zebra. I'm going to be known as a zebra from now on. Because if everybody else can decide who they are and what they are and just can't. Here's the thing. Move on and just live your life and deal with society's bigger problems. Yeah, stop trying to ram everything front and center move on so hollywood i'm not watching the equalizer you've ruined that for me pretty much screw off with this tom swift thing which could be the biggest offense of them all it's pretty bad and now you celebrate this mike richards thing this is the final part i want to get to in this rant you will find you will find and dig up anything on anybody you want if Except they don't yourself. Right. If they don't fit your political narrative, if they don't fit in to your little radical agenda, you will find out a way to crush them and destroy them. Well, and this, this they, idiot, they, they crushed Ken Jennings before he even had oh, a shot because who, of and he didn't even say anything. Who's major. the other who's the other champion? Like the second most well known champion. Oh, Hulsauer yeah, coming out against out. Richards? Yeah, let's dig into his life. Let's dig into his life and find out if he's poly purebred. Yeah, I Mr. bet you he's I done something. Living. I bet you he's done something offensive beyond all belief. But now because he sided with the Hollywood literati. The thing is crap. Social this media. Whole rant. The downfall of everything this whole rant is taking over is my way of telling hollywood fuck off i'm not playing your game anymore i won't watch your crap i won't give it the time of day until you realize that you don't get to cancel 70 percent, 60 percent of america's population because they don't fit your little agenda vast disturbing to me twisted Disgusting. insidious narrative we're done we don't want your crap i'm not woke i'll never be woke i don't want to be woke i want to be me and you don't have the right to cancel me cancel my best friend or anybody else and destroy our childhoods by constantly consistently rewriting redoing the things that we grew up with that if, we love if you want to have this stuff create something new quit screwing around what's already there that's all we want. Leave the past as is. Move forward. But no, these people live in the past. They want to punish everyone because of the past, even if they had no direct part in the past. Guess what? I had no direct part in the past either. But you Leave still my get shit to, alone. You still get to destroy our childhoods. 
guess what? You all want to be recognized. We want to be recognized. And it's not racist. It's not homophobic. You're the racist. You're the homophobes. You hate heterosexuals. You hate white men. Admit it. Just admit it. I can see it plain as day, and this is the last straw. When you did this with Tom Swift, this is the last damn straw. Dave said it. Come up with something new, but you can't because you're morally and creatively bankrupt. And all you're trying to do now is run a political agenda down everybody's throat. And you wonder why there's so much anger out there. You wonder why there's so much hate out there because you are canceling out part of society, a large part of society, and we're sick of it. We're done with it. Bye bye. I won't go see your piece of crap, revamped, redone movies. I won't watch the Netflix crap. I won't watch the Amazon Prime crap. I won't watch the Hulu crap. I won't do it anymore. There's younger people I know. You may have indoctrinated them. You're not indoctrinating me. And I will fight tooth and nail to make sure you don't win. Yep. And my under 24 kids are sick of all this crap as well. So there's hope. And on that note, do have a happy Labor Day. Be yep. safe. Celebrate responsibly. And until next week, he's the maestro. He's a conquistador. Enjoy. We didn't have to call the ambulance, so all is good. You were much more mellow. I know. I told you yesterday I would have blown a gasket. Today, eh, maybe just blown a tie rod. There you go. All right, kids, be responsible. Don't drink and drive. We'll At see you next week. At least you didn't week. blow a piston going through Detroit. <laughs> see ya.